Hi, I'm Stacy Middlebrooks, Inner Power Priestess and Purpose Igniter, best-selling author and soon-to-be PhD. I left a successful corporate career in global HR and global DEI after 25 years to step into the fullness of my purpose and amplify my impact in the world. Now, I use my experience, education, and expertise to help Wayshower women create a life beyond their dreams by moving them from fear to freedom so they can step into the fullness of their gifts without compromising who they are or their standards. And hello, I am Jill Hyman, dream life embodiment guide and best-selling author. I am a sacred activator of dreams, helping you alchemize your vision into reality. I flirt with life by living in the both and believing you can have it all. As a former collegiate athlete and having spent nearly 20 years in corporate sales, the doing became an easy routine. This is why I now guide powerhouse women to flow from overdrive into purpose-driven. Together, we will bring calm guidance to integrate your spiritual, professional, and personal journey. We help you anchor into what is yours to be and do in this lifetime. You can count on us to engage in raw conversation about our real, authentic experiences. Together, we are the bridge between worlds and beyond barriers. We are taking you on an intuitive journey guided by our higher selves. We'll also be sitting down with some really epic humans, luminaries, who will enlighten us all still is your portal to deepen the integration of you. Thank you for being here. Now let's flow into today's show. Hmm. Oh, welcome back. And hello, sister. Well, hello, hello, hello. Ah, you are with us in this series that we are calling Break the System. It's a near and dear near and dear and very potent topic to both of us. Um, So last week, if you tuned in, we really went in on the facade of organizations. And this week, this part two of this series and breaking the system is really going to be going into the self facade. Where are you faking it? How do we show up in a like, in a way that's just not in our most authentic ways, because here's the thing, collectively, and I've said this and I'll say it again, Stacey and I collectively have, you know, almost 40 years experience in corporate America, in sales and marketing and HR, and a lot of facets that create these organizations and industries, you know, and we've both worked with in our coaching businesses with clients that are in the government space. Um, I've held mentorships in the government space, the education space, the healthcare systems. So when we're talking about systems, it's an intricacy that has been woven and founded in, in ways that I think a lot of us are waking up to, that these ways are not serving me as an individual any longer. And so today we're just going to dive in with self, with me, how I be, how I can shift my own self in ways that can and will support, because I've seen it slow and steady, but can and will support this breaking the system in these organizational 
mechanisms that just aren't supporting. Yeah. I think that's so well put, Jill. Thank you. And I'm <laughs> I'm being reminded right now of like the self-facade. I think all of, I'm just going to speak on corporate for this moment, all of corporate America got confronted with when newer generations, younger generations started entering the workforce. And I remember the, the big thing in, in my world at that time called inclusion and diversity, it's like, what do we do with Gen Y? Like, what do we do with them? They're coming in and they're like demanding all of this respect. They haven't been here long enough. And, oh, they're just on their phones and like all these assumptions and they're showing up being exactly who they are. And we lost our minds about it. And it's like, mm. no, conform, conform, conform. And I remember mentoring these young men and women and it was like sucking the soul out of them. And they very clearly would tell me, Stacey, I'm ready to bounce. I got to get out of here. They're trying to tell me like how I'm supposed to dress, how I'm supposed to talk, when I can pick up my phone, when I can't, like that's too much control over me. How do you invite me in and recruit me for my creativity, for my innovation? And then I get here and you, you want to stifle me and turn me into something else. Turn me into my dad or my grandpa. Like I remember that one person I was talking to mm. said that. And a lot of them are saying, this is fake. And I refuse to be fake. Or I'm in this organization and I came because of the humanitarian efforts I saw the organization putting forward. But you treat people outside of the company better than you treat people inside of the company. And I can't stand for that. And I kept thinking, how could we never did this stuff? We felt the same way and we still kept showing up. I know I've talked about living a highly compartmentalized life in corporate. I still kept showing up. This is corporate Stacy, And then there's after work Stacy. All of the, we just didn't do it. We were programmed and conditioned to be in the self facade. If you want to make it, you want to be successful. Check your blackness at the door, check your femininity at the door, <laughs> check all of it at the door and come in and conform. And these younger generations came in and said, uh-uh, mm-mm, not doing it. And so yes, things have started to shift in the workplace. And I think now more than ever in American history anyway, there, there's more acceptance of difference and more acceptance of your authentic expression but the reality is there are still so many of us because I talk to my clients and this is what they're bringing to me. They're still in corporate and they're saying, I don't feel like I can really show up and be myself. I'll get fired or bad things will happen to me. I'll get written up. If I really disagreed with leadership, if I spoke truth to power, I would be out of here. And that's a real fear for so many mm -hmm. people. I don't think people wake up and decide like, oh, I can't wait to go and have this self facade today. No, it's like sucking the soul out of so many people. So mm -hmm. I'm glad we're bringing this up. Like we're talking about break the system. We get to come up with ways to break our own patterning and our own systems that have gotten created from the outside in so that we don't show up in that facade. It, it is not how you want to be living your life especially if you're newer in corporate, like, yeah, you don't want to get to be 30, 40, 50, 60, and then look back like, damn, where was I in all of that? I, 
it's just mm. kind of there. Oh, you know, I'm really calling forward those of us that have been in corporate for 20, 30. If you have gone on 40 years, you're about to retire. Let's take a look. Let's take a serious look because I, all that comes forward to me in this is be the example, be the yeah. example that you wish to see in the change that you wish to see. And, um, you know, that it's a whole other thing, which we can talk on in a moment here around that fear piece, because I know it so well, I know it so well of, Oh, can I show up? Someone's going to see that I'm also doing this. Like, are they going to think I'm not fully invested in my role or in X, Y, Z? Um, there's a real fear there. And that fear comes from lived experience. So I just want to like pause on that fear piece that Stacey's bringing up is like, it's valid. I have had experiences, yeah. you know, and I know you have Stacey. I've had experiences in my career where it's like, he said, she said, and I'm being confronted by whispers heard, whispers heard at, you know, meetings or something like that. And it's shocking to me that, but that's a frequency that that, particular individual had was really projecting on me from some stuff of her past and her experiences probably in friends groups or I don't know the specifics but I I praise myself for doing all the work that I've done I know that you have done for me to be able to acknowledge it and so I'm sharing this because if you're out there and you are having that fear like it's and then now it's being projected onto you we talked about this in our wounded feminine series like it's, 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 it's a lot of like people are hurt and this hurt is now hurting others. Um, but I really want, I could go on about this fear piece, but I think that this whole be the example is something that recently got brought up in, um, in a conversation I was having. And it's like, I don't, it doesn't matter what level within the organization you find yourself you get to be the example and lead the communication how you desire to lead. So if you're feeling like, I don't know what my role is, or you're feeling lost, you're feeling like there's so many priorities and I don't know what priorities I should prioritize, start leading the conversation and asking before you get off the meeting. Let me, <laughs> let me circle back. I want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly. So are you saying that my number one priority right now is this? Be mm -hmm. the example and in and, and, and all the ways. Before I start any meeting, before I go into my agenda, I do hold, and sometimes I miss the mark on this, but I try to ask, what's the intention? Tell me what your goals are. I'm in sales, so it's very important for me to understand You know, my client, my buyer. Like, What are your goals for this year? Because if I don't know what you're up against, okay. I'm definitely not going to be able to, to help you. And then it's the whole like, I'm just talking to talk and pushing my agenda. Um, so I know you have a lot to say on this, but I think that that for me lands is like the truest way to start breaking mm -hmm. this cycle is like, be the example. You want boundaries? You're pissed off that like you're working till seven, eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Okay. Step up in your life and your leadership. Be the example. Hold the boundary. I finish my work at five o'clock. I have family. I have life. I see so many people like, like allowing their work to drive their entire existence and their lived experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And you know what? 
I mean, get the coffee, get the, there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot in what you shared. And so yes to all of it. And clarity is what keeps coming forward right now. It's like a lot of the clients who come to me as I'm discovering like what they really need and how to best support them. The number one thing is clarity. Like, first of all, who am I? What do I want? You know, and then even at work, like, what are my non-negotiables? And I hear so many people, even in the examples they give, like you were talking about the meetings, they walk out of these meetings and they still don't know what to do. They still don't have the direction, but they don't say Mm -hmm. anything. And then they're stressing and trying to figure it out and putting on the face like, oh, I've got it all together. Yes. And then behind closed doors, like, what are we doing? Did you know there's this? And so my question a lot of times is, well, did you ask? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to prepare. Am I supposed to be preparing a spreadsheet or a deck? Like whatever it is. Well, did you ask? Well, no, because they told us in the meeting, right? But it wasn't clear. So what would happen if you asked for more clarity? Here comes the fear. They'll think I wasn't smart enough to understand it. They'll think I wasn't paying attention. And then whatever the judgments are about whatever they think is happening, there's a negative consequence that they are expecting to happen. So they've gotten accustomed to living in the uncertainty and putting on the facade and then just scrambling and stressing behind the scenes. Yeah, is this how you want to continue living? What does this say about your leadership? It's a whole lifestyle. It's become a lifestyle. It's a whole lifestyle. And then the whole, (laughs) you talked about, finishing work at seven or eight. I was thinking of days when I was in corporate and, and had these global roles, like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> there's no way. Like the first thing came up was my corporate. I'm like, there's no way I could say that because if I need to be on a call with Malaysia or China or, you know, wherever, Sri Lanka, Australia, I'm on their hours. Yeah. I can't just say, oh, well, you know, five o'clock my time, I'm done. No. And there are also different ways to get what I needed and being able to say, is the expectation that if I don't get off a call until 2.30 or 3 in the morning, that I would still show up to this 8 a.m. meeting? Is that the expectation? Sometimes the answer was yes in dire critical moments or whatever. Most of the time, the answer was no. It's like, well, no, no, I don't expect you to be on the call. Okay. So I'm laying the the groundwork for me in all honesty, because I was so programmed and conditioned, I didn't have what some people say, that's not courage. For me, it was, I didn't have the courage to have those kinds of conversations until I was much higher in my career where I held more authority and felt like I had more influence and power. As an individual contributor and in younger years, yeah, I would have never imagined. I would have just figured it out. Like, well, I'm not off this call till 2.30 or 3. I better still be up because they need to know I'm all in. Like this whole facade of I've got to be on, always on. That's tiring and that's exhausting. And especially in the Zoom space or whatever platform you use, like there's recent research. I don't remember who it's by, but there's recent research um, about Zoom fatigue. And it's not just from being on Zoom calls all day, every day and having to present and like just put on the face and all of that. There's fatigue even in the Zoom squares about seeing yourself 
on camera. There's fatigue in that. It's like, what? So some suggestions were like, maybe consider, hey, can we have our next meeting? And it's, we're all on Zoom because we need to share screens or whatever, but we're off camera. Can we take a break? Like being in that authentic space of asking for what you need, asking for what you desire. Like that's some of the facade stuff that could be alleviated. Some of the pressure, some of the self-imposed pressure, like, oh my gosh, I got to get on camera again. Do you really? Do you really have to get on camera again? Maybe. And so, okay. But also maybe not. Maybe not. Um, there's something else in what you said, and, and it's escaping me now. But yeah, this whole self-facade of what it means to be in corporate or to be in a system and how you have to show up. We do need to, to break that system for ourselves. And we do get to be the example. And we do get to model it. I'm telling you, and I know you know this, Jill, and so many other people have the same experience. When I was growing up in corporate, there weren't many women modeling what we're talking about in our whole podcast, quite honestly. There were some, absolutely, but there weren't many. It wasn't the norm. It just wasn't the norm. And even fewer women who looked like me being able to model this freely. And so, yeah, I could have had the opportunity to say, I'm going to break the system. I'm going to break my own patterns and my own system of showing up, fitting the mold, and I'm going to show up as my authentic self. Yes, I could have. I did not. But what if I had? I would have been one more woman, one more woman of color, one more specifically Black woman for other women to see and go, this is becoming more normalized. Oh, I'm seeing more of it. I'm seeing more of it. Maybe I'm not afraid to just show up. I even about like hair, we've got the queen project now, but I wouldn't dare show up in corporate with my natural curly hair because I'm going to be seen as less professional, which we get to redefine for the world. I'm going to be seen as less competent, all those kinds of things. It's not just my lived experience. There's research. Everybody can go and find that. And now, yes, there is more room for that but it still gets to be normalized that we each get to show up in our most authentic, true expression of self without judgment or without the fear of judgment and the consequences that come with it. But yes, it can be scary to break your own system and pattern. And it's what we still get to do collectively. But we all showed up that way. Then what? And, um, you know, it has been, and Stacey, you've been with me on this journey of, uh, it feels like a mission of sorts, I guess, that I am in corporate. You know, I left, I took a sabbatical for a year, and it was a very clear guidance to, okay, and we, you know, get to still play in this space. So for any of you out there listening, like, look, I'm in there. I'm with mm -hmm. you. I'm, I'm holding a, a role that has quite a bit of responsibility attached to it while also running my business, while also showing up on this podcast, while also, while also. And I only share that because, you know, I, I had a colleague one time ask like, how are you doing this? Like, how do you have all the time? <laughs> it's intentional prioritization. 
I'm not, I'm not just like doing things to be busy. I think that's the biggest thing that the system has really indoctrinated in us. Like just do things like that busy work. I'm going to find something like you become an investigator. So like find some nonsense that's not even on par with the scope of the priorities or the plan, you know, of attack for your yearly goals or KPIs, but you're just over here, like finding things. I'm busy. What else could you do with this energy? Right. Right. Yeah. And we've been programmed to wear it as a badge of honor. Like, Oh, how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. But you know how it is. I'm so busy. Everybody's I so busy. Like, oh my gosh, come on. And look, there will be busy times for sure. I always prioritize for my teams. Like, let's be productive. Always. I don't care if you're busy, like whatever. Like we're all busy. I don't care what you're doing. Get let's, it done. Let's be Get productive. it done in 30 minutes. Get it done in four hours. Whatever it takes. Like productivity. I'm, I'm good with that, right? Please Ooh. let's just be productive. But yeah, and it's oh my god, if I'm on Slack, gotta make sure Slack shows I'm available and that I'm I can't with Slack. As as we could in. keep going. This I'm like maybe we do a whole plan, other part. Man. This might be a like, whole other part. All the platforms. Who wants to <laughs> who wants Slack. to hear about the corporatisms? We thought about doing that. We still might. Absolutely. We'll just like in Slack won't have let a you skip. It's just like going, going, going. Oh, it's so much. It's so I much. I have PTSD from Slack, to be honest. It's 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 too much. It's too too much for me. I can't speak for some people. Thrive. No, it it's can not be. My thing. It's like if you're expecting Slack to be the be all means of like communication, just pick up the phone no. and call me, please. Thank you. Yeah, but you know, Jill, we're old school, so <laughs> the rule used to be, and I remember hearing this rule from my mother. I grew up with a, with a mother who was in corporate in the time I was little. I learned from her and then it was repeated back to me when I got in corporate. It's like, if your message, this was email back then, if you're going back and forth more than like when there's three, mm-hmm. you send a message, I respond. And then I send something back. It's time to then pick up the phone and talk this out. That was just kind of the rule. Yeah, we don't do that. Like, right. I remember even before... I knew I was leaving corporate. If my phone rang, it was like, who's calling me? Like, why, why would you be calling me? Just send me a message. Like, Cause I'm too busy. Like, I don't have time to just like stop and pause For and talk moment. to you and really find out what's going mm. on. Yeah, I can't do that. Let me just keep busy over here, over here, over here. Mm. It just creates more busy work. Cause now I got to, if you, God forbid you left a voicemail. Now I got to go listen to that figure out what I think you meant, send you a message. And then we're going back and forth Just stay and we're living phone. in this. I'm like, just oh. call and answer the phone. But this is the self facade that we buy into as a, a prerequisite for being successful in corporate. I have to show up this way. I have to show up as busy and occupied all the time. I have to show up as available and on all the time. I can't, I remember one time in corporate, I don't know if it was my idea or not. Somebody may have raised the idea and it was ignored. And I started championing it, championing it because I was like, yes, yes. And it was just about being on, on video and stuff, but it was like fresh face Friday. Now this was 
an intact group of women who felt safe with each other, or at least we seemed to feel safe with each other. It's like, yeah, we don't ever want to have calls on Friday at all. But if we have to be on a call, can it be a fresh face Friday? I'm doing stuff. Like I'm running laundry while I'm on a call. I'm answering the door. I'm watching the kids. Like I'm doing stuff while I'm working. I don't want to have to stop, go shampoo my hair, comb my hair, put on makeup and all that to be on this call. Like, no, can I just have a fresh face? And plus I've been donning all this makeup and all these products in my hair all week. Can I give myself a break just for one day and still be productive? I was so surprised how the women in this group were like, oh my gosh, yes. Yes. As long as there's no judgment, like you can't judge my under eye circles or bags or my wrinkles or the grays in my hair, like whatever, like we had to have a commitment with no judgment. And it was one of the most empowering things that we could have done for each other and for ourselves because there was no facade. And we learned so much more about each other when we could just show up like the genius of us was just there like boom, 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 boom. And I don't want to trivialize it or diminish it for someone to interpret this as, oh, we get empowered when we don't wear makeup. So yeah, it's not that. It was the act of stepping into full authenticity and your beingness, knowing that you would be met with full acceptance. It was that kind of safety that broke down the self-facade. Hello. I'm a person that has things that I'm up to in my life outside of this particular existence. Right. 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 I got a Mm. whole life. And yeah, there were some women who said, this is how I show up every day. Like I go to pick up my kids from soccer. Yes. I've got on eyeliner because I love it. I love adorning myself. So I may not have on all the makeup, but I'm going to have on my mascara or my eyeliner. Do you, if that is how you really truly want to show up, that's welcome. And if you don't want to do that, that's welcome too. Like it's all Mm. welcome. And we kept deciding that this is how we're going to shift the culture (laughs) and this whole global company of like in 97 different countries, hundreds of thousands of places, we're going to change the culture. Now, did we change it? I don't really know, but we changed it for ourselves. Our lived experience of that company's culture shifted. We broke the system for ourselves because we weren't in a facade. And then we knew each other well enough through those experiences that when we would see each other in meetings, we could sense and feel or know like, hmm. If she was in her most authentic expression, she would not be saying that. She would not receive that. She wouldn't let somebody talk to her that way. And we can pull each other to the side and go, yo, what was up with that? What happened? And and we talk through it. I think it's important that we're bringing this up. Yes, I'm talking specifically about women, but this is for men too. This is for all people, no matter how you identify. Like be in that place of deciding, I am going to show up in my most authentic expression of self. That's a gift to you, but it's also a gift to the people around you because they get the experience of you, the complete experience of you. And no, we're not saying this like worldly 
interpretation of authenticity. Like, oh, that's being real. That's license and permission to be mean or to clap back at some, whatever the language is now. Like, we're not talking about that because that's not authentic. Talking about from your heart, the truest sense of who you are, claiming who you are, knowing what your boundaries are. Oh, Stacey, you have to work again this weekend. I know you've worked every single week in this together. Okay. No, no, I'm not available this weekend. How can we work around this? Because I have a commitment with my family or hell, I just know I need some time for myself. Being able to step out of the facade. And what happens is it's baby steps to what Stacey's saying and just baby steps. And I promise you from my own lived experience, you will be amazed at how you will actually be received when you start just baby steps just yeah. baby steps. Um, yeah, I think this is a good place to end this. I mean, we could keep rolling and working <laughs> on this one because it means it's just, I mean, There's these so are much. the clients that we work with, you know, and if you're out there and you're listening, you're like, I don't even know where to start with this, you know, reach out to one of us, both of us, because yeah. this is what, this is one of our key devotions in both of our lives is to support people in this, in this manner to step into this authenticity, to feel this level of like freedom, um, and your everyday living. And so thanks for being here. Uh, we'll see you next week for part three. We love these little mini series. Farewell till Uh, next time. What an honor it was to spend time with you today. We want to hear from you. Let us know in the comments what topic you desire us to chat on next. If you want more still in your life, head to stilloriginalpodcast.com. If you'd like to see the full video episode, check out our YouTube community at Still Original Podcast. And we would be so grateful for you to share this episode with someone you know it may serve. We will see you next week, same time, same place, and always still. We are powerful. We are magical. We are, yes, we are still. We are powerful and magical. We can be still.